Hello, and welcome to the turbulent world of Middle East soccer, or Middle East soccer podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. The U.S. killing of Iranian General Qasem Soleimani has opened the door to a potential restructuring of the Gulf security architecture. In line with an Iranian plan launched at last year's United Nations General Assembly by President Hassan Rouhani, that calls for a security architecture that would exclude external forces, cooler heads in Tehran argue that an expulsion of all U.S. troops from the Middle East would constitute revenge for Mr. Soleimani's assassination. While it likely would be a drawn-out process, Iraq's parliament took a first step by unanimously asking the government, in the absence of Kurdish and Sunni Muslim deputies, to expel U.S. forces from the country. Ultimately, Iran may at best get only part of what it wants. Iraqi Prime Minister Adel Abdel Mahdi has dialed back his initial support of Parliament's demand, saying that any withdrawal would involve only U.S. combat forces and not training and logistical support for the Iraqi military. Similarly, Gulf states like Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Kuwait, and Qatar are unlikely to expel U.S. forces and bases. That does not mean that the foundation for the Gulf security architecture, grounded in a U.S. defense umbrella, primarily to shield the region's energy-rich monarchies from potential Iranian aggression, is not shifting. In fact, it was already shifting prior to the killing of Mr. Soleimani. Saudi Arabia and the UAE, that long supported U.S. President Donald Trump's maximum pressure campaign against Iran, involving the U.S. withdrawal from the 2015 international agreement that curbed Iran's nuclear program, and the imposition of harsh economic sanctions, began hedging their bets in the second half of last year. The Gulf may have, on an emotive level, privately celebrated the death of Mr. Soleimani, an architect of Iran's use of proxies across the Middle East. But in a more rational analysis, fear that his killing may have opened a Pandora's box that could lead the region to all-out war. Saudi Arabia and the UAE called for de-escalation in the wake of the killing. A Saudi defense minister and brother of Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, Khalid bin Salman, traveled to Washington and London to urge restraint. Ironically, the killing of Mr. Soleimani, rather than strategically pleasing Gulf leaders, may have reinforced concerns that they no longer can fully rely on the United States as their sole security guarantor. If the United States' refusal last year to respond forcefully to a string of Iranian provocations sparked Gulf doubts, Mr. Soleimani's killing raises the specter of U.S. overreach when it does. Mr. Trump's threat to attack Iranian cultural sites, despite animosity towards Iran and anti-Shiite sentiment in some Gulf quarters, is likely to have reinforced that concern. The Gulf states' hedging of their bets will not make Mr. Rouhani's proposal any more attractive, but it has already led to direct and indirect diplomacy 
by the UAE and Saudi Arabia to reduce tension with Iran. Mr. Soleimani was killed on the morning that he reportedly was to deliver to Mr. Mahdi, Iraqi Prime Minister, an Iranian response to a Saudi initiative to defuse tension. While Mr. Rouhani's proposal is a non-starter, it contains one element that could prove to have legs, some form of non-aggression agreement or understanding between the Gulf states and Iran. The notion of an understanding on non-aggression would stroke with a Russian proposal for an alternative multilateral arrangement that calls for a regional security conference along the lines of the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, the OSCE. Unlike Mr. Rouhani's proposition, the Russian proposal would involve multiple external powers, including Russia, China, and India. But in the knowledge that no country can as of now replace the United States militarily be centered on US military muscle. The proposal endorsed by China potentially could cater to Mr. Trump's demand for burden sharing and financial compensation for a continued US role in security across the globe. Russian officials and surrogates for the Kremlin stress that the proposal seeks to capitalize on the United States' mushrooming predicament in the Middle East, but does not mean that Russia was willing to make the kind of commitment that would position it as an alternative to the US. Similarly, the nature of China's participation in last month's first ever joint Chinese-Russian-Iranian naval exercise signaled that closer Chinese military ties with a host of Middle Eastern nations did not translate into Chinese aspirations for a greater role in regional security anytime soon. China contributed elements of its anti-piracy fleet that were already in Somali waters to protect commercial vessels, as well as peacekeeping and humanitarian relief personnel rather than combat troops. As they hedge their bets, Gulf states may want to take their time in thinking about a more multilateral security arrangement that includes but goes beyond the United States. The Gulf states' problem is that fast-moving and to some degree unpredictable developments in the Middle East could change their calculus. That is also true for Russia, and particularly China, that has long maintained that its security interests in the region, based on the ability to free ride on the US defense umbrella, were best served by mutually beneficial economic and trade relations. Increasingly, that approach could prove unsustainable, said Zhang Judong, a Middle East scholar at the Shanghai Academy of Social Sciences. Economic investment will not solve all other problems when there are religious and ethnic conflicts. Mr. Judong could just as well have included power struggles and regional rivalries in his analysis. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. A written version of this podcast is on my blog, The Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, at mideastsoccer.blogspot.com. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Best wishes and take care.